Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from COG Studios on Thursday, June 27th, ahead of the LA Galaxy's Saturday matchup with the San Jose Earthquakes. A, uh, a lot of fun rumors out there sort of milling around. We're going to talk about that. We also have some mid-season awards that we're going to hand out have a good time with that as well. Get you an update from training as Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, was out at training today, getting you all the latest from the training ground. Uh, like I said, LA Galaxy getting ready to head up to San Jose for the very first Cali Classico, so that will be the focus at the end of this particular show. Uh, but before we get too far out of this, before we go too crazy, let's welcome the man, the myth, the legend. He's been here almost, what, this four weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row? It's too many. It's it's starting to get too many. Uh, Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira, is, is back. It's it's three weeks in a row. Yes. It's good to be back. Uh, a little disappointed. Michael Rajo didn't mention my, I don't have the custom intro yet. No. You don't. Still, still not. Darn. Didn't get to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that, that made it through, but uh, enough about me. Yeah. Congrats are in order. Because I a, made it to another podcast. No, there, I saw I saw a post. You saw a post. For Papa Josh. Ah, yes. A new, a new father again. A uh, father again. A father Congratulations. again. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yes, uh, my wife and I are, are happy that we'll have a, a baby boy in December. So oh. uh, an off-season baby I was gonna say, as, as the, requested. The you know? consummate professional even plans his children in the off-season. Well, well done. I wouldn't say that, but I mean, you know. It was, <laughs> yeah, we don't it, want to get too much it, into it, the family planning uh, yeah, aspect it, of this. It, it was at least it was at least lucky. So uh, right. so however however we want to do that. So uh, December awesome. around December nineteenth. Congratulations so. we'll, we'll see. To, so. to you and, and your lovely wife. I was I was actually you know I can say this. I'm sure my my son who will eventually be born will hear this. Yes. You know, twenty five years down the road. But I was kind of I was kind of hoping it would be a girl at one point yeah. because then I would have one of each and I could be. I you was going to say it. That's uh you know I, I'm in that boat and I'm I'm, I'm wrapped up. You're I'm good. good to go. You're good to Seal go. It up. Yeah. Let's go home. Yeah. I was gonna I was <laughs> take gonna the three points and run. I was gonna give a little like Vegas. You know, like show my cards. Nothing in my hands. And I'm out, you know. Um, but that uh, that apparently didn't happen, which is which is just fine as well. So yeah, it's all good. A future uh, future soccer player, I'm future sure. soccer player, I'm sure, or, or a future podcaster, or a future a future baby well, podcast. I think at some point everyone's just going to have a podcast. We're just going to be all dialed in. Yeah, well, that that makes sense. Uh, my, <laughs> I already told my wife. I'm like, so like you know, after the kid is born and everything's good, and you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed that everything is going well. Because my wife has been uh, been sick for for the yeah, first three that, months. That's part well, of it. And no, no meds, right? No, so that, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. There was there was no fun, no fun of that. But yeah. once everything's good, that I think we'll have a special appearance by by young oh, podcaster. That'd so, be amazing. You know, good stuff. Well, the, does that mean I'm losing my spot? Yeah, for sure. Maybe I shouldn't be celebrating. For sure, you're out. <laughs> Absolutely. That's All why right, I'm stacking up my appearances now. All right. Well, well, let's. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank Congrats. you for that. Uh, let's get to the Yellow Galaxy. Uh, why not? That's, that's why we're we, here. That's what we do on this show, on occasion, anyway. Um, I, first, I you know since last you were on the galaxy played at Cincinnati they won two to nothing I would just like to know your general <laughs> thoughts on that particular game from you people have heard of if you didn't okay. if you didn't hear Monday's podcast by the way I don't often say this but it was one of the better ones that I've done by myself oh, wow. people should go it's packed to, packed full yeah, of stuff tooting your own horn I like it still relevant self promoted still relevant on Thursday <laughs> Monday podcast so well done well it's job done you know I, I wasn't impressed last week given the open cup performance I thought uh, the way he he the bar uh, GBS <laughs> Again, I forgot his name. Barcelona. The way the way he he set his lineup, it basically you needed three points or it was a failure because I think even a draw against the last place team in Cincinnati, given the players they have away on international duty, three points was the only acceptable result uh, given that week. 
they got three points. The manner in which they got three points. Um, again, it, we were we were texting. This could have been a blowout. Should have been a blowout, um, but it wasn't. But at the same time, they got the job done. They walked out of there with three points. No one got injured. Uh, you know, so you can't be upset with it. Although I wasn't impressed, but they accomplished what they set out to accomplish. So it is what it is. Yeah, I would say the best thing about. Hmm. The best thing about that is that they got three points. I mean that, and that's that's what I said on Monday as well. The best thing about that and was isn't that, that was the goal points. though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that was I mean, that was that was the goal. But but I texted you after the second goal and said this should be a blowout. Yeah, and I said it won't be, but it, it should, should be, be, but, but it, it won't be. be. There it was, and and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, all those things are good. So uh, anyway, no, the uh, the LA Galaxy get the win, which is is what they did. Now the antics involved with that. So in oh, Zlatan that's the other piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I think we're gonna get. At least a little bit of some answers today, because Larry Morgan went out to training and we got that sort of update, and they asked Zlatan about this. And I'm told, by the way, I'm going to read you quotes from that. I'm told that Larry said that Zlatan was not confrontational about this at all. He was sort of like, yeah, it's he was joking a little bit about okay. it, well, and having of a good time, you yeah. know. And Zlatan uh, knows how to lead a conversation, so uh, he knows how how to own a room. So even when um, you know the antics were a little bit over the top and. and probably a bit unnecessary but at the end of the day we know who Zlatan is and we know this is kind of part of his persona and, and if someone is going to call him on it he's going to find a way to flip that and and make himself uh look better because that's just how that's what Zlatan does he knows how to command a room he, he does know how to he knows yeah. how to do I mean it's a show yeah it's both a show and not a show and I think that's really hard to explain unless you kind of know the guy and I've talked to some people who are around him all the time and they're like yes that makes yeah. perfect sense well it's like Keanu Reeves he plays himself in all these movies now and <laughs> He's probably like that a little bit, but of course, you know, you, you, you turn it up to 11, uh, w when you, when you're on screen or you're on the stage, right. uh, and Zlatan's case on the pitch. Not on this show though. We, Not on this show. It, I, I, this, you know, this is what you see is what you get. This is a three, <laughs> a solid three out of us. If you, if you'd see this at 11, it would be. <laughs> It's that's, not, why, that's why I bring the coffee in. That's right. Ramp it up to a, maybe a four, we were maybe a five. We were talking that he, that Eric and I do not need any caffeine before shows. That should probably be a bad idea. <laughs> we should probably be on like the downside yes. of yeah, that. We not need on the downers. The, not on the up. Not on the up with the caffeine. So uh, anyway, no, I mean, listen, that's that's sort of, again, I think you're right. I think you touched on it correctly that, you know, with Ibrahimovic, it is what it is. It, it, you kind of get what you want. Um, Ibrahimovic said afterwards, well, the, the real thing comes off the Sebastian Legette's quote, and I talked about it on Monday, and I talked about how if you look and see Sebastian Legette talking to Megan Riza, who who did a great job yep. um, with that, it, it, he wasn't like throwing the guy under the bus. He's just no. talking. It's not that big a and, deal. And he said it with a with a smirk and a smile, right. too. He, he, was, he said very similar to what we were just saying. You know, Zlatan, Zlatan, Zlatan's gonna Zlatan. There are a lot of pro professional athletes who, who are, are similar in this regard and, uh, you know, teammates. I thought legit was fine with his comments because Zlatan, the, the antics, uh, you know, some people were overreacting a little bit in my opinion, but at the same time, they were antics. Yes. And so uh, legit they, commented on them and they needed to be commented on. So that was a fair, fair response. Zlatan told uh, Larry Morgan today, he says, uh, I broke a lot of stuff after the game. The whole locker room I broke. Uh, after a win. Yeah, after a win. Yeah, <laughs> he goes, he, he, he's joking, by the way, whenever he says this. Uh, they had to call the ambulance because three players were See, laying down in a coma. <laughs> I apologize for the ambulance because I made them work. Um, that's He goes, that's my game. I did it everywhere. Manchester United, Juventus, Barcelona, Milan. That's the environment I came from. Yeah. I come here because I want a lot. I don't come here to relax. That's who I am. And so far, I w I've won 33 trophies. That's probably more than MLS altogether. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, like Zlatan, if you don't count, Zlatan's if, gonna Zlatan. if you're only going to MLS count MLS cups, yeah. yes, he's he, correct. He's correct. He's yeah. so, but there's other trophies. Technically there. correct, the best kind of correct. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. That's that's the kind of environment <laughs> I, I already lost my spot. Well, I was going to say, was, and why you look for your quote there? This is someone who, whose karate kicked his own teammates in training. So. That's the scouting report on Zlatan. So yeah. if, if he's going to flop around on the field because he gets some poor service, you know, maybe, maybe we're getting off easy here. Yeah, he, he continues. He says, I come from a different game. I'm here one year, so you adjust. When you play 25 years on a level that is very intense, very high, it becomes natural and automatic. Then when you try and do it here, it doesn't come as direct and intense as it normally did. I just have to adjust and be patient. I'm still learning and adjusting. It's difficult to bring MLS to a level I came from. It takes time. <laughs> Um, which again, there's I mean, some shade there, the, well, there's, but, but it's, but, but it's, it's not accurate. wrong. It's accurate shade. He's technically correct. He's again, the best kind of correct. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, uh, I, I think in the game, I need to have more patience. He's talking about yeah. the patience. He says, yes. I think, I think in the game, I need to have more because I have a lot of will. I want a lot and I play with a lot of emotion. I want to do a lot of things, but sometimes it's impossible to do that. If you're patient, the ball will come. And as long as you're moving, keep creating, keep being focused and be, be on your toes, things will come. Maybe they don't come the first two, three times, but you need to be ready. The guys are trying. He's talking about the Galaxy here. The guys are trying, and they're doing their best. The same for me. I'm also trying. Sometimes it goes, sometimes not. He seems to me like he's at the top of Maslow's uh, hierarchy here. Yeah. Self-actualization. Yeah. Reflective. He's going back, owning his actions, You know, thinking back on what he can do better next time. Seems to me like someone who's who's on top of it. I, I never thought we'd bring the pyramid into this. <laughs> you didn't That's think okay. I was no, Maslow no. Maslow reference. Well, last week with the vocabulary, I needed to score some points this week. I understand more audience <laughs> index points for you. Um, He's, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff here from Zlatan, but that's really where we wanted to go. Here's the big updates that you needed to know from training. Um, basically, that everybody is good to go. Um, everybody who's not an international who is good to go, um, except for Jorgen Shelvik. Okay, I was going to say, not yeah. everybody, everybody. Yeah, so Shelvik is out with a toe injury. He was out last game. He has a toe injury, and toe injuries are like the worst because how do you, you can't uh, even put a little splint on a toe. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, for a soccer player, I think you need the use of your feet. So having a problem with your toe. That's, that seems like a major issue. Especially a defender who gets kicked yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so that, that makes no sense. Here's the other thing that also got reported. Larry Morgan reporting all this to us here. Um, and then he wrote a great article about that. So you should go read this notebook. It talks about Fabio Alvarez and being comfortable in Los Angeles, which is great. So again, head to cornerofthegalaxy.com, read that article. Uh, it's a great notebook, really insightful, and also touches a little on the San Jose game as well that's yeah. coming up. So Larry always does great work with those notebooks. Larry's good nailing read. it. Great read. Nailing. And he sends it to me, He's and he's like, oh, is this good? I'm like, Larry, like who else? <laughs> is putting these quotes out there nobody is putting this stuff out there and there's other people covering this um but larry has a way of doing it in a concise manner yeah that he, like you can just in your hey life. larry's gonna larry larry is gonna larry <laughs> uh absolutely so anyway so uh that's it the the other bit of information was that one player did leave early today and that was sebastian legit uh sebastian legit told uh gbs he said hey you know i'm feeling a little tired today so i'm just gonna head in a little bit early now um from the reactions there were only a few but still, Twitter is not real to, life, Josh. Twitter's Twitter is not, not real life. Repeat it. <laughs> from the from from the responses of about two or three of you, it's you all act like like Sebastian Legette's still playing ASO. Yeah. Um. You know, these are professional athletes, and I think we've explained this multiple times in in multiple different ways. Uh, professional athletes get tired from playing games on back-to-back, like in midweek and then on the weekend. That's a thing that happens all the time. I was saying we can point to our, our, our record uh, yes. when we're on short rest short, if, if people want evidence of that. Yeah, it's not good.
good. Um, so, so that's one thing. Um, and then professional athletes, I don't know, in any professional sport, you know how whenever you always, uh, Eric, whenever we were on teams, we're always like, yes, coach, got it, coach, and all this <laughs> yep, stuff. You'll and, run to that fence. You bet, yeah, you yeah, bet coach. Yeah, yeah, and these guys are like, hey, Guillermo, how's it going today? Did you yeah. have a nice day? And Guillermo's like, okay, guys, I want you to work hard today. And he's like, they're like, you got it, Guillermo. And they're not like, you know, our coach. They might call him coach. So they, yeah. I mean, there's some respect there. And, yeah. they, and there's clear that there's respect. But there's respect from the other side as well, which is that, uh, players um, and, and managers have a respect that whenever you're not feeling 100%, yeah. you need to say something to somebody. And also, you know, with a team that's right now has a lot of players gone on international duty, an injury is something that can really harm this team. And so if you know your body, legit is coming off of an injury, he had to be subbed off early uh, just, a, what was it, three games ago, four yeah. games ago? I mean, yeah. I know there was the international break in between, but this is someone who's had an injury history on the field. He's going to know, hey, if I push it a little too hard, I can re-injure myself. We have a game in two days. I need, I need to take myself out of this drill. I think what happens is people here, legit left early. He was tired. There's a narrative because legit, maybe hasn't lived up to expectations. And I know we this, have, this year, I was going to say, up, we, we have some yeah. awards coming right. up uh, and he may be a recipient of, of one or two of them. He hasn't lived up to expectations. So when you have a player who isn't living up to expectation, uh, leaving tr practice early, it makes it very easy to push the narrative. Oh, come on. What's wrong with this guy? Why isn't he working hard? I think that just made that, that I think is what kind of snowball affected uh, some people's reactions. Well, well, and the other thing is that I, I think we all live in within the trauma of Giovanni Dos Santos and <laughs> like, I'm not going to yeah. practice today because I'm injured. And, and there's certainly, listen, allegedly, uh, allegedly, um, <laughs> there's certainly some of that. And I can understand people viewing that through the window, but Sebastian Legette has, whenever he's on the field, tries as hard as yeah. anybody I've ever seen. Yes. There's no, there's no, and, and by the, the way, work rate is not, is not the knock on him. By the way, we're talking about practice. All right. We're oh, here talking we go. about Alan practice. Iverson here? Yes. No, I mean, we are. We are talking <laughs> yeah. about practice. And by the way, when you leave early from training, you know what that usually means is that you went through all of the stuff that you were supposed to do. And then the individual stuff that guys do afterwards, he probably didn't do any of that. Okay. Well, unless Valdecantos followed him home. He could have. He may have. He could have. I wouldn't put it past him. He could He could barge in yeah. at three o'clock in the hey, morning. Get in the bicycle. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> do, do the sit-ups. Do the sit-ups. <laughs> I always feel like he's German more than uh, he's like, you know, me, Argentine. I, I, I don't know why. I just always imagine the cigarette in his hand. I just, I just feel like that's part of it. I don't know why. He doesn't he make sense. He seems like a very healthy yeah, guy. I don't I think he would be Th at the that's, cigarette. That's why. I, that's why it doesn't make any sense. But, but, but that's just how I imagine it. I understand. I understand how that means. Well, um, so that's sort of your update from training. It looks like everybody that was playing in last game is probably going to play in this game. I think uh, an un I'm unchanged lineup. I'm thinking unchanged. Yeah, which means that Dave Romney will get a chance yep. at his fourth consecutive MLS shutout <laughs> whenever like, he starts. I, like I had to the, MLS it. Yeah, I like the caveat, but well done. The open cup there uh, there doesn't. But yeah, it seems likely that Romney will probably uh, get that started left back. So we'll talk about a little bit more of that game coming up uh, here towards the end of the thing, uh, the end of the show, not just the thing. <laughs> hey, it's a thing. It's What's a, that thing we do? Uh, you know, it's been Good a long stuff. week. What I'm, time I'm, is it? I am headed up to, <laughs> I'm on vacation right now as yeah. we speak. I'm headed up to San Jose on Friday. Not even uh, supposed to be here today. I, yeah, exactly. Now clerks. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Um, so I'm actually not even going to come back until Monday evening. So if you're looking for a Monday podcast, there isn't one. It'll be on Tuesday night, more than likely. And with the 4th of July break, I think that's, it that's makes fair. Some sense. Yeah. We'll allow it. it thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so you look at a Tuesday night. That'll get you ready for the July 4th game. Um, and then uh, there probably is no game because there's no game it's in that weekend. Yeah. So it'll go back to the Monday. So that's, that's how that works if you're looking at the uh, the schedule of the shows coming up. All right. So I'll be up in San Jose, though, providing coverage. So you can follow at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter, and you'll have all of my in-game and lead-up to all that stuff. Uh, the Galaxy will travel up to San Jose 
on Friday. So actually, I think they're leaving way after me, though. So I don't think we'll run oh, into you're them. You're not going to catch the same flight? No, no, no. I'm not going up to LAX whenever I can fly out of Orange County. <laughs> that's five minutes away. So Smart um, move. yeah, I leave at like 6:45 a.m. I doubt they're getting up at you know 4:30 to, <laughs> to get up to San Jose. They're not getting the economy, economy plus. No, 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 no. That's not how it goes. Um, so, yeah, so they'll be up there on Friday night, and then the game is on Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, then they fly back on Sunday. They train on Monday because they do have the game yeah, on Thursday. That. So uh, that'll sort of be their weekly schedule as we go. But being the LA Galaxy are through 17 games, now officially halfway through the season. Um, on Monday, I sort of gave you an update on the charts and sort of where the LA Galaxy fit right now, and I told you that basically if you're looking at all these things, the LA Galaxy are on pace to tie some of their high seasons right now which is interesting because they're really not that much further ahead than the 2018 there's some there's some there's a gap there but it's only like six seven eight points from where they were at 17 yeah. games it's not gigantic yeah, I was gonna say two two wins away from from being tied for first place is not a bad look no not at all especially yeah. with uh, with the leaders right now LAFC I am this is just as a predict this is prediction a little prognostication but LAFC is entering a ridiculous yeah. string of games all in a row and so far everybody in major league soccer has been touched by the schedule bug uh, this very well could be the LAFC time and then the timing of it uh, given the games that they have in the middle of July might might be very fortunate uh, if you're a Galaxy fan out there. Yeah, it's it's something that we'll continue to talk about as we as we lead up more to the El Trafico, but uh, with the El Clasico. So all those things with the charts and everything that we sort of laid out tells you that the LA Galaxy right now are actually in a pretty good spot. And we've also told you in previous shows that with the condensed schedule that's coming in, a schedule that really nobody has ever ran before yeah. uh, in Major League Soccer, you're going to see things that probably defy what you normally see in Major League Soccer. But there's going to be games where, or there's going to be times where I think that the Galaxy... Uh, have a chance to go on some runs and also could get their butts kicked and that might be the same with every other team yeah. so it's not necessarily a bad thing or a panic thing yeah it could be a coin flip and that's why you know that we're at the official halfway point 17 games and that they're still sitting in second uh, this is a good thing because it may be uh, if you go 50 50 500 on the way down they may be able to hold their position uh, if everyone else kind of has the same type of into the second half of the season all right so what we wanted to do then is at the midway after telling you all about the charts and everything on monday we wanted to go through and sort of give out what are our mid-season awards or where the la galaxy sit at mid-season now i'm going to tell you some of the categories that are going to come at the end of this because i want Ooh, you to already be thinking well done about the stupid categories that we put together <laughs> they're creative yeah they're creative they're yeah, fun we have to have fun with it that's why the thursday show exists we have we have real categories that we will definitely get to including the mid-season mvp the mid-season lvp the least valuable mm -hmm. player uh the mid-season goal of the season so far uh the biggest disappointment midway through those are all sort of the some of the the more um traditional ones. yeah there you go well, okay. well played traditional ones we also will attempt to answer the most successful kit Oh yeah. Uh, well, thanks for including. Yes, that. I was. I, I didn't think. I was going to say you, like you, knew, you knew who your co-host was right. today. Uh, player most likely to get beaten up in a game by Zlatan is an award that we'll hang <laughs> and hand out for just through the midway. It could yeah. change at the end of the year. I'm going to save these categories. We will come back to these. <laughs> see if it is uh, our social media MVP, uh, the player you most want to have a beer with, uh, your best college campus tour guide player. Uh, most likely to screw something up at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory player. It's my personal favorite. Yeah, right player most likely to be eaten by a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. That one, actually, I think we're going to have some good answers for that. You might want to stick around <laughs> for that one. And uh, play, player, my favorite. This one is my favorite category. Okay. Player most likely to attempt opening a Capri Sun from the top 
instead of just flipping it over and using the bottom because everybody knows it's you just use the bottom you don't have to try to do it oh, hard disagree it's oh, okay good <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we're gonna have that so anyway these are the categories that we're gonna attempt to answer but before we get into the wacky ones that are just sort of out there and we can have some fun we wanted to get really to, to some of the questions that need to be answered at midseason so let's start um in a place that is uh informative about the la galaxy um you know the the biggest sort of mid-season questions that I had, I sort of ran a couple of these through, and one that we have to t- answer first is, you know, the LA Galaxy went through all this transformation. Guillermo Barrascolotto's in, Dennis DeClosa is in. Um, you know, we, we've so far seen that probably GBS hasn't been able to implement everything that he's wanted to do so far, but has he imprinted on this team yet? You know, has he put his stamp on it and, and what it is? So, one of the biggest questions that everybody always asks, and I have a difficult time answering, is what is the Galaxy style of play right now under Guillermo Barrascolotto? Do you have an Do you have an answer? Oh, you're just gonna put me on yeah, the spot, I, right? I want there. you to start. <laughs> I think their style of play um, is pretty predictable, and the fact that you know they build from the back, push it out to the wing, and then cross it back into the box to Zlatan. I think the the way their personnel is set up is uh, you know to push forward and possess moving forward and then once they get it out to the wing to put it back inside and go to your target striker. I think right now that's how they're set up and that's their style of play. Uh, the thing that's tricky is when Zlatan's not on the field and you have you know Emma Boateng up in that place or you have Uriel Antuna playing the long ball to Emma Boateng over the top not, not is, is not the best game plan right. but if that's how you've been practicing that's how your your style has been prepped it's going to be difficult to go away with that and change your game plan when you have a different striker but i think right now that's their style is, is to build up push it to the wing and then the wings bring it to the center to your target yeah I, I think the biggest sort of uh i don't know if it's the the hallmark or the biggest you know indication of what gbs is trying to do is the fact that the outside backs the right back and the left back are so integral to yeah. the offense right and they have to be and that means that uh, you know a lot of times you're tucking those inside midfielders inside more right so yeah. those those guys who are in front so you're not necessarily getting the the crosses from Uriel and Tuna. You're getting yeah. the crosses from, from whoever's playing from left your back. From Felchers, from your Polentas pushing up. Yeah, right. those overlapping runs. Right, and, and so that to me is the style of play. The other thing I agree with you 100% is the lone striker up top seems to be more of a style. Now, I think that's going to change. I think Guillermo really wants to play a 4-3-3. Three, three. Well, yeah. And Again, I, I've looked at the show notes. You, I have thoughts. You have thoughts. Okay, <laughs> good. So I, I really, so, so I mean, that's the next question is what should their style of play be under GBS? And I think that's where we answered. It is a 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, it's about having probably more technical midfielders and midfielders that are able to score and cross and to still you're still going to get the outside backs pressing forward but 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 therein lies the rub yes because i think with the personnel on this team you can't really you know what should their style of be should their style of play be i think it should be you know over overlapping runs in the wings and putting it into your target striker because right now that's who you have you have zlatan up front uh you have you know your wing backs who can give the best service outside i don't think our our um the top midfielders, the ones who are on the wings, are the ones to send in that service, like you mentioned, although Antuna has shown that he can do it on occasion. Um, I think right now their style of play should be the, the what they've been doing because that's what their personnel gives them. Now, is that what GBS wants? I don't think that's necessarily what he wants, but I think with the personnel he has, that he's using the best option that he has with the roster that he has. You know what's crazy also, if we're talking about style of play, I think the Galaxy and the reason that they've won three games in a row on the road um, are a better counterattacking team than they are yeah. a possession-based team, <laughs> well, and, and think, that's that's has GBS put yeah. a stamp on the, how the LA Galaxy play. And yeah. 
I'm I'm sort of like maybe I don't yeah. I don't know yet because here's the thing is that the reason they're having success on the road is because they're a counterattacking team. Whenever they sit back and defend, yes. they're a much better defending team than they yes. are an attacking I, team and, and a possession team. And I think that's when when you don't have Zlatan, I think that should 100% be the game plan: sit back, rely on your def- defenders, and then counter with speed. I think that that should. That is definitely a style of play that I think is attractive, and I think that's something that the Galaxy would benefit from. So I, I am on board with that being their style of play. I just think with their personnel, uh, with Zlatan up front, I don't know that it, it lends itself to that. It, it's harder. It's yeah. harder. I mean, possession. The, the Galaxy can play the possession game, and at home, the reason they've been losing is that they have like 65% possession, but they can't create in the final. Yeah. They can't break down teams who are doing what they're good at, yes. which is mm-hmm. sitting back and, and waiting for the counter. Listen, a league-wide thing, by the way. <laughs> uh, road teams sit back and counter and have yeah. a lot of success, and home teams have possession and are supposed to have more success, except for this year when they're tired and they're not they're not doing it. So, bet uh, the schedule. A wise man once told me. Bet the schedule. Dude. <laughs> I, they, that's coming up to San Jose. Is it's really messing with my head right now, and I've been <laughs> arguing. It, whenever I do the show notes, obviously I'm sitting there trying to, you know, like formulate my answers in my yeah. head right it helps the show go in the directions yes. that i think we should go and all that stuff so i'm formulating so this whole time i've been flipping back and forth and back and forth so there's no answer at the end of the show that i have of what i think well, is going to happen it's guaranteed to be wrong that's all that's it is what, we know that <laughs> um so okay so then we have we basically have three head honchos here with the la galaxy when you think about it well number one is chris klein is the la galaxy president number two is dennis Declosa as the general manager that get brought in and then guillermo barrescoloto uh basically in charge of that technical staff and all that stuff so those are the three guys. So how have each of those three guys done through the first 17 games? Are, are we giving grades? I, you, I don't like grades. Just give me, <laughs> give me your feelings on, I, I, on well, each one. I, part, my brain wants to go to grades. Uh-huh. I think Chris Klein, like a B performance is what stands out. Because he's been quiet, Right. He, the Galaxy has had success because he's let the general manager do their job, let the head coach do their job. So he hasn't interfered but at the same time I, you don't look back and say well chris klein did this did x he has uh, yeah. i mean so you can't give him praise or and and really elevate him to that role role but at the same time we haven't bungled the situation in years past so i don't know that we can be too upset with his performance can, this can, season can you say a for this season because because of the fact he did, he made or and i don't even know if it was him but he made a conscious effort to not be involved because his I, involvement I still feel like yeah, that, that's a tricky, it's it's tricky waters because I think you need to make, you need to do something uh, of worth to maybe elevate you to that A territory, right. that, that going above and beyond. I think right now, just doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, you can argue that that's what a president should do is you don't need the president, you know, getting involved in every single aspect. It's hiring the right people and letting them do their thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and that he's done. Okay. So, so we agree he's somewhere in that and, yeah. and understanding that. So then you look at Dennis Teclosa. I mean... So I was trying to think, like, if, if you're not going to give him an A, let's let's say if you're not going to give him, like, he did a great job. An A plus. Then, then you, yeah. If you're, <laughs> that's, as any teacher, you start with 100% yeah. <laughs> and then we subtract, right? So, I mean, where are you subtracting from? Because really, in all the moves that he's made so far, it, it seems like they've worked. I mean, has he missed on anybody that I don't that think brought he's in? missed. I think the only maybe question mark may be um, uh, Pipo. And I think that's, he just needs to settle in, I think. And so that still remains to be seen, but it doesn't look like he's going to be a disaster on the field. And so you look at the players that he's brought in, he hasn't missed. And, and, and until that, that's a hundred percent for me. It's, and, it's until, hard. It's and, until there's a contract that over the next two seasons, we say, man, we're, we really are paying this guy too much. Right. And it's hamstringing us because we're unable to go and get other players. I think given the, the way that we thought the galaxy were against the, against the cap, we didn't think they were going to bring in 
the players that they did and the players that they've brought in have been you know starters starting caliber players who, who are succeeding on the field and if we're going to talk rumor watch <laughs> christian pavone right. first you know when we first heard that rumor it's like well, no there's it cost too much money he'd need a dp slot there's just no way it works out if that deal goes through then that you know what give extra credit uh, to Dennis DeClosa because that's he, he's figuring out the mechanisms and finding a way to bring top talent to the galaxy. And for that, I, I don't think he's he's had a misstep so far. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. Um, you know, GBS, how is as Gamer? So Guillermo's a little hit and miss for yes. me. Uh, and the only reason is that I think that he's been that his second half adjustments where I thought at one point the galaxy were a second half team. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. <laughs> no, it seems the opposite. Um, it, it's just, it's a question of when he pulls subs in, I feel like he waits too long. Um, and then maybe some of his, ta not not tactics, because I hate getting into that. You don't know what he's saying out there. So I can't really question his tactics yeah. if he's telling everybody, let's sit back and just absorb the pressure and we're good to go. I mean, you know, and you're like, okay. <laughs> let, roll the ball out, let the players do their thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. You don't, we, we're, not, we're not hearing... Uh, you know, the X's and O's conversation from him. Yeah, it's not like he's playing the three six one from, you know, <laughs> Steve Sampson's World Cup. I was just listening to American Fiasco, so I was, oh, that's all. That was a classic. It was, if you haven't listened to that podcast, yes, it's, it's very Especially now with the current women's World Cup team in France. Yes. There's some good connections there. There's, there's, some, there's some fun stuff to sort of pay attention to. But anyway, I mean, they, there's not like he hasn't put out crazy lineups. Yep. There's, you know, I think he's learned from some of the mistakes yeah, he's so made already. I think if anything, he's been too conservative. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he has. Um I, I really think that he he's settling in, and I think he is sort of putting a stamp on things. So um, the big questions then go: are, are what pieces are the Gal LA Galaxy missing, and and what the, and where do they need to add in the summer? And I think the rumor points to the piece yeah. that they're missing, <laughs> which is they need a right winger. They yeah. need so, they need a creative goal scoring <laughs> threat. You said it right there, a goal scorer. Yeah, I, I think not necessarily a striker, but someone who isn't afraid to shoot, someone who has a record of scoring goals, has a history of scoring goals. That to me is someone you need. I think you need someone to help supplement um, Zlatan's ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Ola Kamara was that guy. Um, he was the, he had a knack for finding a way to score a goal. Wasn't always the prettiest goal, wasn't necessarily the best technical skill, but he knew how to score. Right. And I think there's something to be said for that. I think Alison Drini, is someone who could have filled that role. He knows how to score. He, you know, has the ability to score, not afraid to shoot. And so now with him out, you, that's that's what's lacking. So um, I think Pavone appears to be someone who they're looking and, and targeting. That's the type of player they need. Someone who who's not afraid to shoot, a, a history of goal scoring, someone who could, could put the ball in the back of the net. That to me is what they need, an additional goal scorer. So midway through the season right now, you get to play the, you know, what asset are you willing to trade to get something? Now, the rules on this are fairly simple, <laughs> you know, because it's standard rules whenever you look at all this stuff, which is you can't get rid of something you don't want for something <laughs> you do. So all y'all who just raised your hands trying to get rid of Jorgen Shelvick, calm down. Nobody's yeah. taking Jorgen Shelvick, He's all right? on my list he's not he's, <laughs> he's not on the list of, of of people um in my mind the assets you're willing to trade to get something are does anybody fancy boatang what can you bring in for boatang well C dave you kind of argued against yourself a little bit yeah because yeah. i think he's maybe given part given apart from last week i don't know that other teams would look at that and say that's really an attractive asset um but maybe maybe they could look back at past ape and, and look at the positives i think and that turn the, him into something i think he's ranked higher in other circles than he is probably in la um, okay. That that seems to be but uh, things. But I, I I I yeah. I'd be willing to to try to try to, <laughs> right. to, to if there's another who, team. Who, who else? Who else could you have? Uh, someone that stands out as we talked about a little bit last week. Rolf Felcher. So oh. someone you see the writing on the wall on the wall on the Rolf writing on the Rolf. Rolf writing on Thank the Rolf. you. Yes. Uh, uh, that Araujo is going to be the one who's going to eventually right. be groomed for that role. He seems um, 
to be holding that spot now. So, and Romney seems like a player who can fill in and spot check. So if Rolf was someone who you, so another team would be willing to take him, lose the international, you know, you're able to save the international slot by getting rid of an international player. That seems to be like someone who might be attractive to another team and that you have uh, a starting player in waiting. You want to get major cash for somebody, trade Daniel Starris. You think major cash is coming for him? I I mean, so tell me, you know, for the most part, tell me that he's not starting on most MLS teams. Hundred percent, right? He's yeah, starting. he's a hundred percent a starter, and, and he's a domestic player, which That's is attractive. Which, which is why the Galaxy wouldn't want to do it, but yeah. it's very attractive to everybody well, else. You know, that just screams a lot of tam, tam and tam and gam. Yes, tam and jam. <laughs> I knew that one would upset you, okay. but yeah, I think a lot a lot of teams would be willing to trade for Daniel Stairs. So if that helps you in any way, I, I could see that being a positive, but. He's been so good this season. It'd be tough. That's tough, but that's the rub. All right. If you're going to gain something from it, you need to give up something. Trade the Portuguese dude was somebody in the chat room. Trade he's, trade he's, all the Portuguese dudes because they're he's gone. Loaned. He's loaned. There's, there's no <laughs> Unless one. they're talking about me. <laughs> I don't think a team wants me. Matt, Madam Serrano uses a sell in quotation marks and says, sell Jorgen to Hammerby, get Pavone on a prorated TAM deal, full purchase in the winter. I mean, he, sure. That's a great that, deal. Can you make I, that deal? I think I finally put the pieces together. I think Madam Serrano is Dennis DeClosa. I think it is. I think, I think he knows all the mechanisms to make this work. That's how it works. Uh, dream <laughs> dream trades. That's like what they should have a dream trade. The trade, <laughs> trade track machine. trade machine here, it's like, does not compute. You know, yeah. no, your trade is not accepted. <laughs> Hammerby has rejected your <laughs> offer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why? They wrote back and said, why would we want Jorgen Shelvick? Yeah, shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't work at all. All right, let's get to some of the awards then that we have. Uh, let's get to best win slash signature win. Let's start there. I don't think there is a signature win. Do you think there's a signature well, win? The funny thing is you say it just about every time I'm here. The best win is against Philadelphia. And in my brain, I want to say, no, it's not. But when you look back, it, it really is. The Two ca- nothing. The caveat is yep. they, Marco Fabian got injured early. So yep. they, one of their best players went out and there was a late red card. Yep. But at the same time, Two shut no, out two nothing they scored two goals they dominated possession jim Curtin after the game said they couldn't keep up so i think that's 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 their signature win that's their best win of the season uh i will put the other one the other one in there as well um i don't think there is a signature win i think okay. there's a best win i mean you know parsing words but however <laughs> you want to say it um i had that one in mind okay. uh, as well so it's there i think it might be my second because just the way the la galaxy played for 75 minutes <laughs> of the minnesota game I, see the three-two win. It it's was where they lose me. Um, you know, no Ibrahimovic was was two nothing thanks to two first half goals. You know, it, it yeah. was it was just it was such a good win for the Galaxy, and it was without Ibrahimovic. Yeah. I mean, that to me, the way that they flew around, everybody was excited. Remember after that yeah. game, how excited everybody was. And, and people, that's when Antuna, given the Gold Cup that he's having now, he's definitely on on everyone's radar. But that was the first game where you realize this guy's got wheels. He is a heart, and this is someone who's going to work hard for this team. That kind of put Antuna on the map for me. So, so I, I understand that wanting to be a signature win, but the the meltdown and giving up those goals quickly and almost blowing that game takes it out of contention for me okay i understand uh let's go to the best excuse me the worst win <laughs> worst win the worst win so what game did the la galaxy win that you were sort of like wow okay i mean i'll take it but <laughs> well is at skc oh and to me is because skc basically blew that game they had a lot of opportunities missed a lot of open shots uh, the galaxy did well and they had that stretch where they put you know two goals in the back of the net and they were able miraculously to keep sporting kansas city uh, from scoring, but I don't, I don't, I didn't walk away from that game saying, 
wow, the Galaxy dominated that game and, and they, they made it happen. I think, you know, wow, SKC really let the Galaxy sneak out of there with three points. And to me, uh, that's why I consider that the worst win. But uh, you could argue that that's the best win for that reason. It, it could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why, I mean, there's yeah. not that. Uh, for me, the worst win was the last one over Cincinnati because <laughs> ugly, if you saw, yeah. it was just ugly. I mean, listen, if I'm Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I'm laying down on the grass <laughs> at the end of that game because I'm like, could anybody find the ball for me? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's you fair. had Cincinnati pressed up. This is not a deep Cincinnati team. They were tired. They didn't, you knew they were going to lose. I mean, it should have been a blowout. It should have been a blowout. It was yeah. 2 nothing early. In the 15th minute, it should have been a 5 or 6 nothing game. Yes. That game should have been over a long time, and they let Cincinnati hang around there. So for me, the worst win is Cincinnati. I do like your Sporting Kansas City one, though. Yeah. That was a that was one of those just like highway robbery. Yeah. Run, <laughs> I don't know run how, to the plane. I don't know how you did it. Secure the bag. Get out of there. Run to the plane. Uh, all right, let's go to the best loss now uh, through 17 games. So remember, these are all midseason awards. Uh, best loss. All right, mine is... Which is interesting. Okay. I, I don't, I, I tried, look through a whole bunch of these. I'm not sure I really believe in any of these, but okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the one. Well, I've got a clear one. Uh, see, it's uh, clear to me. I'm, to me, the best loss the Galaxy took was the 2 nothing loss in New York City FC. Oh, I, wow. I know why they lost. They were tired. I, it, I know why they lost to, you know, and that started with the Columbus game, right? And so why that happened. Um, and New York City is a really good team, even though they have like 17 ties through 17 games. Like okay. they have all those things. So in <laughs> my the mind, there. it was like, listen, you could, and that wasn't, that wasn't a game where you were like, oh, the Galaxy weren't competing in that game. I mean, New York City was dominating it, but at the same time, I felt like it was... It, it was, was a pretty disappointing loss yeah. at home. I think that was that the first loss at home this season. Uh, uh, it probably was. Yeah. It, because, you know, the Fortress is back, the Galaxy mm, yeah, are back. It, it, it was it, a bit yeah. of a letdown. Okay, so which one's so, yours? Best, uh, loss. best loss for me is, again, same city, New York, yeah. but the New York Red Bulls. I had that. that to me, away being able to put two goals in. They looked hungry. They looked like they could do it. And it was just silly mistakes that cost them that game. But I think they looked good in that game. That was the best loss for Yeah, you. that was the best loss. That might me. be in my worst loss yeah. category. <laughs> and, and there's reasons for that. Okay. So again, best loss we've covered now. Okay. Uh, let's go to worst loss, which in this case, I have one, two, three, four. There's five. <laughs> That's not five fair. I know. I'm I, supposed I, to pick one. I, it's really hard. Okay, so I'll give you sort of my five and we, okay. I, and then maybe maybe yours is maybe included see if in mine, this. Maybe if I have a different Watch one. Your, your, there's only seven losses this I, season. I listed them all. <laughs> so we should have them. Um, so the worst loss for me, the three-one loss to Columbus. To me, that was it. that was runner-up for me. I had two actually. Because <laughs> the, the Columbus one for me is because everybody knew what was at stake. You could have taken over first in the league. Guillermo went out there as we all wanted him to. Went out there and put a first-team lineup in, and was tired whenever they got there, and really just got played right yeah. off the field, three to one, and it wasn't close. Um, you know, and it hurt the team long range because yes. then they learned to New York, lose to New York City, and it's like they, they stretched it. It just they kept trying. So that yeah. one has repercussions. That's it's fair. not just that one. And and looking back, I that game is one where the Galaxy came out and it's like it was over before it started. It just seemed like they they were beat. They shouldn't have been, but they just they did not have it in that game. They didn't look dangerous. There was no point in that game where you thought the Galaxy can get three points in Columbus. It, it was over pretty quick. Well, and then I have the New York Red Bull three two loss. New York Red Bulls Galaxy out. Shot New York twenty they to should fourteen. Have won. Yeah. They outpossessed New York sixty-two to thirty-eight. They dominated See, New York at every turn, and they lost that you're game three me, to two. You're, you're, you're making my case. They, they played well. That's their best loss. <laughs> uh, the one nothing loss to Colorado yep. is is there um, at, in terms of worst loss. The the two one loss to New England. You know, bad team, okay. bad team, uh, and the four nothing loss to the port to Portland in Open Cup. Was, oh, I, is that allowed? I don't know. This is the MLS halfway point. Th this it is and Dave Romney's MLS. Yeah, that's right. Whenever, whenever you, you talk about MLS, the only reason I th threw that in there is because we talked about that. Yeah. that the Galaxy shouldn't have lost that game four to nothing. It was bad play yes. from a 
a undermanned roster. You but could have lived with losing, but losing in that fashion was embarrassing. It was bad. So anyway, okay, what, what my, are your mine, worst losses? Mine was the Colorado loss. Oh, one. For the same reason uh, Cincinnati was your worst win is because it should have been a blowout. Even with Z- without Zlatan, they had no business losing that game. Um, you know, he was, they've won without Zlatan on the field, you know, going away to Orlando. This was a huge talent gap between the Galaxy and a winless team at the time. And I just think they had no business letting Colorado hang around and then score uh, in the final eight minutes of the game. It just uh, – a tie would have been bad. A loss was really bad. That, to me, was – uh, probably the worst they've looked all season. They just were completely toothless uh, on that day versus Colorado. All right, let's go to uh, a little happier category here. <laughs> I was going to say, go... we really brought it down there. Yeah, we did. Should have ended with best win. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not about, you know. Hindsight 2020. Yeah, however you, we can rearrange <laughs> that in post, right? No, we, we can't. That's that's the answer to that. <laughs> we're we, live. We try not to that's edit. That's why you got to tune in live. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, that's okay. Uh, MVP. So your most valuable player through the first 17 games of the season, I think it's pretty obvious, but who do you have? It's obvious if you're if you're Josh Gessman, but yes. not if not if you're the Portuguese hammer, it's Laton. Oh my god. He's your MVP. It's oh. a no-brainer. He leads the team in goals. He's there's no this team would not be in the position they're in without the goals that Zlatan brings. He's the MVP. Your, I know, don't get cute. Don't your, get cute with your, your answer. MVP, it's Zlatan. Your MVP was lying face down, yeah, but <laughs> crying on the turf. <laughs> That's at what you Nippert want. Stadium. That's what you want. You that, want the guy who gets so upset that he ca- you have to call the ambulance after the game. Um, it's very simple. It, it's and again, you're right. You shouldn't overthink it. It's Jonathan Dos Santos. <laughs> uh, it's not even close. Whenever he plays the LA Galaxy, whenever he plays well, the LA Galaxy dominate. They dominate the midfield. They they can That's dominate fair. into the offensive side of things. They dominate on defense. When Jonathan Dos Santos is playing, I don't think there's a better midfielder in Major League Soccer. And the fact that he's an All Star was yeah. well deserved, yeah. even though the fact that nobody should go to the All Star. Listen, game. you're not wrong, but but what? you're not right. It's but you're not wrong. Okay. I know it's not a sexy pick because you want to go, you know, overthink it and say, well, they dominate and possession it's like you need goals you need to score goals to win the game and Zlatan does that I'm glad that you picked somebody that people will be angry with yeah. because I need a little more love on <laughs> team Josh than team hammer yeah the week I, that everyone's upset with yes. Zlatan is when I'm going to show him tons of love team smart pa- move team pato <laughs> team pato that's what we need a little more of a little less team hammer it right is now. what it is you don't have to like it but you respect it but you respect I don't I don't, I don't think I respect it right now uh, okay then let's go to the least valuable player on this and we also have like biggest disappointment and biggest surprise yeah. so there's there's biggest disappointment doesn't necessarily have to be any of these and i chose these These with purpose these okay so go ahead you can go least valuable player if people were upset with me with picking zlatan as mvp they're going to be very upset with my lvp which is to me it's juninho to me he he's someone who you brought in and you would hope to get again i'm looking at the title least Uh valuable get out he's getting zero zero value on this team and to me that's you hope that he would be able to contribute but to me it doesn't seem like he can contribute to this team and so to me that's what makes him least valuable but I, I understand the argument he hasn't gotten enough playing time to really impact this team so how can you be least valuable but, but to me it's because I thought I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more out of him here is here's the thing uh, I'll be looking for a new co-host because speaking <laughs> ill of say, Janino is I was not say, allowed I, I knew I went two for two and I, I'm, I'm going to be gone next week so yeah, yeah. enjoy so, somebody's Sophie Sophie's going to be back I'm <laughs> sure no problems yeah, that's right um, what's up least valuable player for me is whenever I look at it, I look at see like the heights that you were expecting from the player and how much they were supposed to contribute and all those other things. And for me, even though it's an injury, it's Roman Alessandrini. Oh, wow. And and, okay. the, and the reason that is... doesn't seem fair. He's a designated player. You okay. expected him to be there. Yes, he got injured, but was he playing all that well before he got injured? The answer is no. And now you don't even have him because he did well, get injured. That's and, It's unfair. And, I agree, and, but that's the truth. Yeah, and at the same time, when you talk about value... Um, 
if you're trying to bring in an Argentine player and you need an international slot, if Alessandrini was playing well and healthy, he might be a valuable asset. And right now he is not that. So that, I want to say that's not fair, but at the same time, the argument is sound. So let's see. On our least valuable, we kicked Juninho and, <laughs> and Roman Alessandrini. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's, I think I'm sure. no one's listening. We could do whatever we want for the rest of the episode. <laughs> we're, we're good Everyone's go. gone. Turned it off already. All right. <laughs> hey, we have fun categories coming that's right. later, folks. Don't don't miss the Velociraptor <laughs> category. That's, that's one you're going to want to get to. Uh, goal of the season so far is an easy one. Everybody agrees that it's Zlatan Ibrahimovic's bicycle kick. Yeah. You and I talked about it beforehand yeah. because I said, what am I supposed to remember? All the goals from it's all like, the season? You're like, no, just go with the only- one you remember. And I said, well, technically the one I remember more than any of that is not Zlatan Ibrahimovic's Ooh, okay. bicycle kick goal. It's the winner. It should be. It, I understand it's why. It's the best goal. It's it the goal of the season. It was in a loss, which makes that's, me... That's the I don't stain. Like. That's the stain on that on that goal. The best goal was the one... Um, I, I think it was the second goal against Minnesota. Maybe it was the first goal. Oh, it was the, was, the build-up. It was the build-up. It yeah. was the nice play. That's fair. And it was Emmanuel Boateng who split two players to get the ball to Rolf <laughs> Felcher in the box. Felcher's crossed to Pontius and Pontius. And it's, it's, if yeah. you go back and watch it right now, you're going to feel good about yeah. that. If Except you, that if you watch it, it goes in off Pontius's neck. No, it was just chest. He <laughs> stuck out the man chest. Chest on that. Yeah, if, and that's fair. And the other one, I thought you were going to pick, you know, your your MVP, Jonah versus Orlando. That was a nice little rocket. That was a nice goal, a memorable goal as well. It is. I, I always like those. Yeah. I was like, my yeah. favorite, like, Galaxy goal of all time is, I think, one of the was Sean Franklin goals where the ball oh, got knocked yeah. out and he hit a laser yeah. from, like, you know, yeah. 30 yards just, out. Just got On a rope. It's one defender score. I get, yeah, it's too much for me <laughs> well, to and again. All right. Jonathan Dos Santos. I thought I thought that was money in the bank. But it's Laton. Biggest disappointment <laughs> for the LA Galaxy through 17 games, and I think we have the same one. Mm. I have to imagine that the biggest disappointment well, is the same one. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, you start. Uh, to me, it's Sebastian Legette. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, and you, I, I almost put Alessandrini for the same reason you gave him least valuable, because it's disappointing that he went out and we didn't get to see him eventually turn it around because it didn't seem like he had it going at the beginning of the season, but legit has been there. Right. And, and to not have a goal uh, or wait, no, he does have a goal this season because of the Minnesota game. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Continue. No. But, but I, I think, you know, the expectation is with this midfield, with the triangle, with, uh, with Jonah and Corona and legit, you thought this was going to be uh, a powerful center. And it just seems like legit, uh, he's he's lost kind of the, the the finishing touch. It doesn't seem like he he wants to go to goal. He wants to play provider a little too much. Which the irony being is that he's actually second uh, in in the category for shots on goal for the team uh, or shots. I think right. Uh, so he is taking shots, but it just doesn't seem like they're valuable shots. It's not clicking, and, yeah. and that's why he's also number one. I'll tell you, I had two others as well. Rolf Felcher has been a disappointment for me this year, um, only okay. because he's been injured. He hasn't been in the lineup as much. When he plays, he does okay. Uh, the other side of that is really Jorgen Shelvik, who also is a big disappointment. And this is why. It wasn't that I was expecting him to get so much better playing at left back, which is more his natural position, but he is more comfortable at left back, but it's yeah. just not as much as I would have like to see it's for not, a million not, dollars still. It's not it's, night and day. It's no. it's a slight improvement. It's a slight. So that's yeah. uh, that's why. It's, so biggest surprise then of this 17 games in 2019, who's your biggest surprise? And I think I have three of them with one clear standout to me. So Ooh, do you want me to go first? I'm going to go. I'll, I have two. I have a runner up. Okay. Who's your runner which up? Which is Uriel Antuna. Okay. I like it. <coughs> he's not on my list. Okay. So I think he's a biggest surprise just because he was an unknown quantity. Uh, I mean, if you were following him along at Hammerby, I, I mean... Kudos to you, but I don't think anyone... Is that where he came from? 
no. Groningen. No, it was some other place <laughs> yeah. that I've never heard of. I just want to yes. say Hammerby. Who, who brought up Hammerby it was, earlier? It was, in the, it was Madame Serrano. Madame Serrano. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, it just seemed like an unknown quantity, and you didn't see know what you were going to get. And I've been pleasantly surprised. Dennis knew, and, and especially uh, you know with his his confidence that he's gaining in the Gold Cup. Yeah. But to me, the winner, biggest surprise has been Daniel Stairs. I think bringing in defenders, you thought, well, there goes Daniel Stairs' starting spot. Adios. And and, and he's just done nothing. Uh, short uh, of being perfect, the, almost the, the, essentially what should be the captain yeah. uh, right back there on defense. For those of you, if you're going to take away the captain's armband from from the big Swedish guy, I think Daniel's next in line, in my opinion. After uh, Jonathan, because whenever he, Jonathan comes back, <laughs> then Jonathan, then Daniel. But yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think yeah, but he's still. been the biggest surprise just because. Uh, I don't think people expected this. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. He's my number one. He's okay. my number one biggest surprise. Well, we we're on the so same page. We're on the same page with Daniel Starris. Again, for all the reasons he shouldn't be playing, and he is, and he's forcing Guillermo Barrichello yeah. to be like, I can't take you off. He's like, forcing I, him. Yeah. If, if he would take Daniel Starris off right now, I think people would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Although, if you put Giancarlo and Diego Polenta back there, are you really that? Like, I'm like, okay, you can try that, but <laughs> why would you when Daniel Starris yeah. has played? So, uh, Perry Kitchen has been a big surprise for me. I think he's played, and granted, he's been injured so much. We've seen a say, very short window. I was going to say, the sample size big enough right. to, to give him the award David Bingham also a surprise oh, okay. I think he's played a lot better than I expected him to sort of play I expect him to be average I think he's okay. been above average he's had some moments he, ha- he, he will always have moments okay. guess what Jaime Pinedo had moments, all right? <laughs> People just tend to forget that yeah. he had moments. I Donovan everyone... Ricketts had moments. Josh Saunders had moments. Brian Rowe Brian had a moment Rowe yesterday. Had a <laughs> I was going to, our brain went to the same thing. Because Brian Rowe definitely had moments well of Galaxy. And yesterday, if you saw the Wayne Rooney goal, that was not a, a shining moment on his highlight reel. All right, let's go to uh, our fun categories now. Uh, we got about mm, five, six minutes to get to Oh, these. that's it? Yeah, I, well, we'll see. <laughs> if we're having a good time, we can go a little bit longer. I don't care. I mean, it's whatever we want to do. It's our show. We can we can be here till nine. I don't care. Um, all right, let's go. And, and you have to give out this. You are the kit yeah. man. You watch the most successful kit for the LA Galaxy right now. <laughs> it's 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 a, a kind of a cheat of an answer. Yes, the I like I like those. The most uh, successful kit has been the Parley Blue Spirit kit because they're undefeated. They're one zero and zero. There it is <laughs> in that. Uh, but I posted something on Twitter. If you follow me at GIS Hammer. Uh, I've been compiling the, you know, if you know me, I, I'm a fan of a good looking jersey. So I've been keeping track of the Galaxy's record with their jersey. So in their primary white kits, they're uh, 8 5 and 0. In Night Navy, they're 2 2 and 1. And in Parley Blue Spirit, they're 1 0 and 0. And so I have a Google spreadsheet with pictures and uh, a breakdown of their records according to their uniform. So undefeated in their Parley kits. Right. Uh, but obviously, they wear their, their white kits more than anything. So naturally, if they have a winning record, their w- white kit is going to be the, the most winning of the bunch. Wow. But wow. there's just no losses. In. Wow. I, did, I just didn't think you could get this wrong. And yet you have <laughs> night Navy is the obvious answer. And, and nobody even liked that kit when it came out. And all of you are like, no, I loved it. We no, we saw those responses. You've grown to it. Now, yes. even me, I like well, and, it. Now. And that's why I refrained from, uh, from giving an opinion on it at right. the beginning of the season. Cause just don't, cause yeah. you know, you're going to like it eventually. <laughs> yeah. anyway. At some point you'll come around and, and it's, it's grown on me for sure. All right. Uh, player most likely to get beaten up in a game by Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> uh, to me, there are multiple answers that could be correct on this because at one point I think Zlatan wanted to kill everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think Sebastian Legette is uh, very high on that particular, <laughs> and it's not because of his comments. Yeah. It's because of the passes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the, my, the other correct answers for this, I believe, is anyone who plays right or left back will also okay. get beaten well, up well, in a game by Zlatan. I, I had this the wording on this one. I said most likely to get in a fight with Zlatan, and to me, Diego Polenta seems like a guy who's not going to shy away from a fight. So if, uh, if Zlatan for any reason had any beef, I feel like they would definitely go at it. 
Yeah, uh, that'd be. I'd, I'd watch that UFC fight. Joe in the chat room says that Ema would. The Ema's not going to get no, in a fight with Zlatan. No. They, they love, love each other. Yeah, they're yeah, best. They're best yeah, that's BFFs. <laughs> best bromance, right there. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, save it. Oh wait, I don't even have that one on here. We I, didn't even talk. You have it. Which I have one it. is it? Best. It's Ema and Zlatan. Yeah, there you go. But but the, but the cheat answer. It's Ema and anybody because he gets along with everybody on that team. Could be Ema and Jonah. It can be Ema and, and Zlatan. There's a picture from training earlier today. Ema and Fabio are getting along. So Ema just seems like uh like a guy who who is easy, easy to get along with. It's because he's tiny and you can put yeah. him in your pocket. You and, can and, just take him anywhere. And to that, that's the 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 humor in watching Zlatan and him interact. It just the height difference alone makes it the best romance. I have a dark horse in your social media MVP. I know okay. you were the social media expert, <laughs> but I am going to tell you that the answer here that everybody's going to immediately go to is Sebastian Lejet because he no. has the looks and I don't have it. Incorrect. Yeah. I, I, know who I, I know who I want. Okay. Who's Rolf your? Felcher. Oh, he's my co-MVP. Co-MVP. I have co-MVPs, cool. Rolf and Jonah are probably the most active on social media, at least on Instagram. And to me, they give you a lot of nuggets. So uh, I think they're good follows. And so if you're going to follow a, right. a few players, uh, Rolf Felcher and, and Jonathan Dos Santos are definitely good follows. Rolf Felcher is my pick because he has the voice of an angel. Yeah, and a lot of dancing, that, a lot of singing. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it's, gold it's right It's a there. good time. But I do need to give honorable mention in yes. this category. It's to the wags, the wives and girlfriends. You know, They're the, stepping it up. That, that's where I really get the inside scoop. And so when people when I draw wild conclusions, it's because right. I look at the, the wives or the girlfriends page and I say, hey, wait, what's going on? This player's doing this. And then everyone laughs at me and said, well, why would you do that? And yeah. I say, hey, just going off the Instagram post. So that's shout right. out to the wives and girlfriends. So you're, you're the real MVPs. Um, <laughs> separate category next yep. year. Separate yes. category next year. 100%. Wag. Best Wags. wag. All right. Uh, want to, uh, the player you most want to have a beer with, I think this one is pretty obvious. I was going to say, we, we hinted at it earlier. Who is it? I, for me... I went with Joe Corona. Oh, because to have a Corona with Corona, Corona with Corona. Except oh, that the Baxter except, in here. Except, except I, I said that you can't drink Corona if you okay. have a Corona with, with Corona. Yes. And to me, it's Emma Botang. Really? He seems like a great hang. Is he old enough to drink? Yeah, of course. He's is he 25. tall enough to drink? He's tall enough to drink. He's tall enough to ride this ride. <laughs> Emma Botang is the person I everyone get, loves. Emma and I love him too. So. He's, he's my best hang. Choker on is the correct answer. You got that one <laughs> wrong. Oh, well. um, and now, I mean, really, the most important, I think this is one of the most important categories that we've had is uh, which player would be the best college campus tour guide? <laughs> What, I, I, mean, I went with Chris Pontius. Chris Pontius? Why Chris Pontius? It just seems like he, he would know his way around a college campus. I don't know why. He just has that look like someone who who, who would, you know, maybe be the president of a, a fraternity, you know, a stand-up gentleman, you know, a glowing recommendation. He's going to show you all the proper things on the, the campus of Cal State Dominguez Hills. Pontius is is an <laughs> excellent man, um, but you missed an obvious answer here. The obvious answer is uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce because okay. he went to Stanford, right? So you know he's not an idiot, right? You don't want somebody who's an well, idiot leading you around a college camp. You don't want somebody to be like, you know, this building was, cr was constructed in it's 1800. Tall. This is a tall building. It was 1800. And then somebody goes, you know, why was it constructed in 1925? And it, and it says 1925 right in the building. They're like, that's the address. <laughs> Smart guy. You know, that type of thing. That's a little road trip for you. Yeah, I don't know. Good I don't, stuff. That was back in the day. So Austin, it, it, Massachusetts. It's, yeah. It's uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce uh, is is easily the correct answer with this. Uh, he went. <laughs> I don't there. know about easily, but easily, okay. easily. It's, it's your show. We'll move it along. Most likely to screw something up. This was your category. I have to say it was my category, and I, I've already given him two awards. It's Emma. <laughs> Most likely to screw something I, I up at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory I, is Emmanuel Botan. Emmanuel, you think he can't follow rules? I, like I, what I is, think that he he'd mess something up. He'd fall in the chocolate river, or you know, he eat a, eat a blueberry or an everlasting gobstopper. I just think he's mischievous, and that's why. It's it's Jorgen Shelvik because <laughs> because he likes the Swedish fish even though he's from oh, Norway. It's, it. He would be like, oh, where are this? And then he goes in and, and he's yeah. like, the schnozberries take like, taste like schnozberries. And That's, then maybe you know, Boateng comes out in the role of an oompa loompa to, to roll him out. 
That's mean. That's mean. That's not right. That's that's <laughs> Especially especially with the next category, which is player most likely to be eaten by a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. I've got you my have, answer. You have multiple. I have multiple answers. answers. My, my first answer is Juninho, just because okay. you know. Why? I just feel He's like not fast. I just feel like you know everyone would find a way to get away, and I just feel like Juninho would just be left behind, and and the Velociraptor would get him. But I think the real answer is Zlatan. Is Zlatan would think he could wrestle the Velociraptor and then just get eaten and, and ravaged by it. Yeah, the answer. I know everybody immediately went to like Emmanuel Boateng, but if you remember, <laughs> that's just not fair. That's yeah. not fair to all of you. You know yeah. that they killed the black guy in that movie off oh, like way yeah. early. So Ema's not the guy you want to put in there. I think we just got shut down he, on YouTube. You, here. you you would think he would be fast, right? You think maybe he can outrun a velociraptor? I don't think you can outrun a velociraptor. Well, yeah, it's, that's clear. The answer, how well can you hide? The answer is clearly Servando Carrasco. Clearly, wow. Clearly, because he looked good in that pit hat, right? Like the little hat <laughs> okay. that the guy had that whenever he was thinking. And and you could you could understand him sort of like walking next to Laura Dern as she's lacing up the shoes, getting ready to run, <laughs> okay. and be like, "We can't. They're hunting us." So he has yes, the look. He of, has the look. Okay, okay, that's right. that's fair fine. enough. It's Juninho. That's, that's, that's okay. Or, okay. Or Zlatan. Good. All right, now uh, the final one. Um, I think this is the final one. Do we have any more after this? That's this all is I got. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm tapped out. Player most likely to attempt opening a Capri Sun from the top instead of just flipping it over and using the bottom. I mean, we all know when you were a kid at, at halftime, you yeah. get your orange slices, or maybe afterwards you get your orange slices and you get your Capri Sun. Yeah, and, Capri and, Suns were after the game. Yeah, yeah. You, I was you would say, always. Where'd you play that you got the Capri Sun at halftime? In the Orange County, man. <laughs> we, just, we were rolling in it. Um, you try to fit that straw in the top of the Capri Sun, and it, lots of things bad could happen. You could go through the other side. Oh, that's disaster. You could break the straw. Yeah, like, there's all these different things that could happen. So, who on the LA Galaxy is bold enough? And here's, I think there really has to be, there has to be precision from yep. this player. There also has to be a certain recklessness, right? Yeah. Because you got to be like, oh, I can get it in there. we have the same answer? We, <laughs> the way you're setting this up, I think we have the same answer. I, I have two. Okay, I have two. So go for it. You, you, um, I'll let you go. My, mine is David Bingham. David Bingham. What? David Bingham just seems like someone who's he's, he's not going to turn it over and take the easy way out. He's going to go and try to thread the needle right. and just come right out and go for the top and go for the accuracy of, of that small little hole for the Capri Sun. Did you not just hear precision <laughs> and recklessness? You need It's Zlatan. Oh. He's, he's going to be like, I, I can do that. I can throw it. I, I can throw it. it. I, yeah, <laughs> I can do pierce, that. Pierce the, the other person who I think it could be, somebody who's calm, who can be precise, and under a lot of pressure, Fabio Alvarez. Okay. Right? I, you know what? That's In fair. the middle of everybody, like you could that. sort of understand yeah, where he's going. Yes. I've, I've got a wild card. Wild card. I've got a wild card. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I, I, I think Rolf Felcher would put it in the side. There's <laughs> always the one kid who turned it on its side and put the straw in. I think that's Rolf. The the conventional life directions just don't apply to him. He'd, he'd go on the side of the he's like, he's like, I don't like your rules. Yeah. You know? He's like, you want me to take my shirt off? That's, that, yeah. that's, that's well, Rolf Felcher. Well, he 100% would be shirtless. shirtless yeah. when, as he was doing this, yes. <laughs> maybe just poke it and just yeah. chug it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe squeeze it. do it. All right, so there you go. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away a, a corner of the galaxy scarf. What you have to oh, do... I thought is, we were going to give a signed Capri Sun. Yeah, well... <laughs> next show, live show. Yeah, no, it won't happen. Um, yeah, next live show, we're having Capri Suns. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Uh, we're going to give away an LA, uh, an LA Galaxy, a corner of the galaxy scarf. Um, so if you want to get a corner of the galaxy scarf, you have to email us at cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, you email us with your category and your answer. Um, you have to do this by uh, next Thursday, basically, or next Friday. Let's do it through next, next Friday. Okay. Um, so that way it gives everybody a chance to sort of get in there. But uh, cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. Give us your category and your answer. The best category with the best answer. Uh, that one person, Eric, and I will decide who wins oh, that. And, well done. And, I like and that. that. And okay. then we could definitely go through honorable mention uh, for those of you who have some good categories. I'm excited. This will be fun. This is a good time. So, all right. So I know we went a little crazy on that. We had some fun, but you know what? It's a long show. So you, <laughs> there's plenty of, uh, of good 
good stuff in there. Uh, the Gold Cup schedule coming up. Uh, there's one game that you really should be watching. It's on Saturday. I think it's about 6.30 p.m. is the kickoff time. Mexico versus Costa Rica. Somebody asked uh, who you should be rooting for in this particular game because with Costa Rica, you have Giancarlo Gonzalez and with Mexico, you have uh, Jonathan Dos Santos and Uriel Antuna. So the clear answer as an LA Galaxy fan is you're rooting for Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Because you want Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, I was going to say, as an American, you root for the Velociraptor to come <laughs> in and just tear, tear everyone apart. Yeah. Uh, but, but okay, I'll go with Costa Rica winning that Co- one. You went, then you get Jonathan yeah, back. you get and, Jonathan and, Ariel, and, and everything's okay. I don't think that's happening, by the way. Uh, Panama, uh, Ernesto Walker, I believe, still with Panama there. So they're playing Jamaica on Sunday, um, if you're paying attention to that one. And then the other game, if you're looking for a rooting interest, is you're going to want to be rooting for Argentina on Friday at oh, yes. noon as they play Rolf Felcher's Venezuela because yeah. you want Rolf to be done. Yeah. And the chances are that is the end for them. Yeah, most we'll likely. See, we'll, I don't know. Argentina. Well, Argentina hasn't looked great, but at the same time, this is what they do. They don't look great, and then they end up just scrapping away wins, getting 90 minute pen- 90, 90th minute penalties, and they have Messi on the field, so you never count them out. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. As far as injuries go, uh, Ramon Alessandrini is still out. Uh, Rolf Felcher, we have no idea. He gets lots of treatment. I haven't seen him play any minutes yet. He's getting yet. a massage so, the other day. So, yeah, he, if, he, if he's injured, he's getting it worked on. Uh, that's certain. And then Jorgen Shelvick with toe injury right now. That is it for the LA Galaxy's injuries as far as we know. We'll see what happens when guys come back from Gold Cup and, and maybe with Rolf Felcher coming back from Copa America and sort of how they reintegrate and whether they go straight in or and whether yeah, they need what some the time ti- off. I think what the timeline is going to be, because uh, you know, let's say worst, worst case scenario, uh, Mexico does get eliminated. Worst case scenario, if you're Mexico, uh, Uriel and Jonathan come back, but do they start immediately or what's do you give them lead time do they need to acclimate or is it because they've already been getting minutes with with the national team they're ready to go so it's, it's going to be interesting how they're integrated back in all right let's get you updated on uh christian pavan as well um here let's see how do we how do we couch all this <laughs> uh there seems to have been a move at least on tuesday that the la galaxy have offered a firm amount of money now uh, the room, the rumored amount that's out there has been out there for a while. It's 12 million and about 50% of the player. Um, that seems to sort of be where everybody's settling on whether or not that's true or not. I've been told that maybe those numbers aren't true. Um, and they're not hundred percent. It could still turn out to be that way. There's lots of information sort of coming in and out as we talk. Uh, the stuff that I can tell you about and that I can give you information about is that the LA galaxy are still interested. We know that, um, Guillermo Barrascoloto said it and talking with people, uh, my people close to the club. It seems like the Galaxy are still interested yeah. in Pavone. So with Pavone possibly coming in, it, it still sinks. It's there's still a lot of work to be done yeah. here, and that's sort of anybody you see talking about it right now. If they're saying that it's imminent, I don't believe it's imminent. Um, I believe this is going to have to play out. I believe that the Galaxy are going to have to figure out ways to mail, open up room. The designated player thing is an issue. There seems to be an indication, at least from some close to the club, that Ramon Alessandrini is not going anywhere. So if he's not going anywhere, then how do you bring in Pavone, and how does that work? It seems like there is... Um, is, is is that a, a, a political move, though? Because you're not going to say Alessandrini is going anywhere. It could un- be. Until Pavone is in town and... It has the contract in front of them. You don't because if something falls through, we know with international players things can fall through with yes. visas and with uh, you know bank transfers. There are a lot of things that can go wrong. So if you already say Alessandrini's on his way out to bring Pavone in, uh, and it falls through, then you have an angry Alessandrini come September if he eventually gets healthy. So 
it seems like that's the piece that needs to go. There's, there's uh, this, but, but we'll see. There's this interesting take that I don't know how feasible it is. I mean, technically, I think with the averages and the contracts and stuff like that, you might be able to sign Allison Drini to an extension, and therefore the average of that, whatever that is, it would be a lower amount than the 1.8 he's or 1.9 yeah. he's almost making. Whenever you look at it, it would be a lower amount, and then that would average out the rest of the contract. It's still there to be below 1.5 yeah. million dollars, which is then a TAM. Yeah. Um, well, that was the discussion with Giovanni Dos Santos at the start of the season is that they were going to extend him through, you know, 2056 and that he'd be making less money. You'd stretch that out over time. But with Alessandrini, it's a lower amount of money. It's a lower, which, yeah, which again, which I makes think it easier. makes, but that also makes sense in terms of what Alessandrini, Alessandrini wants to stay. He's been wanting a contract extension. The Galaxy have not extended it. Is this a way, but it does that also hurt the LA Galaxy? You, yeah. you know, with, with his injury history, is that something? Yeah. So anyway, uh, the big takeaways I want you to understand as you're looking at all of these is that as far as I'm concerned right now, and I'm sure this will change on Friday, but as far as I'm concerned, the LA Galaxy are interested. There seems to be an actual offer that has either been made or will be made. Um, um, it seems like uh, Boca is sort of mulling that over. The numbers haven't changed in terms of like the 12 million and the 50% that stayed the same. That means the Galaxy would have to sell him for 24 million basically to break, to break even. even. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you don't need to break even on this. I know everybody thinks you do, but if you get, if you lose $3 million on this but, deal. But you get a couple of good seasons. But you get a couple. That's, yeah, worth, uh, that's uh, well worth it. But I mean, I think the Galaxy are also thinking that this, that if he plays well, that you're also looking at a potential for a yeah. much higher ceiling in the $40 million range. Well, or, and I think we'll that's see. MLS 3.0 is that the selling league uh, approach. Yeah. Getting a young player, have him showcase his talent, and then uh, head off to Europe. All right. Uh, let's get you through the standings here real quick. Um, by the way, if you didn't catch it on Monday, uh, there were lots of rumors that Diego Polento was going somewhere. I'm here to smash those, and I think I am the one who smashed them. I was going to say, uh, I was the one who was guilty of fueling, fueling the flame there. The I, just, I just said, you know, Polento's someone who I liked. There's a rumor that he's going. He's gone. Yeah, he's, go- he's gone. <laughs> See you later. Uh, he's, I like him too much. You know, things been, never go my way. The pessimist in me said, he's gone. I've been told that he's not going anywhere. Yeah. I also got told that Yellow Von Dom wasn't going anywhere. Ooh, careful, careful. Yeah. That was actually Chris Klein actually told us that, um, and that was then. It, then like a month later, he was gone. <laughs> so it was like when it took a little while. Maybe he's telling the truth, th- and he could have at the time. Yeah, at was, the time, he was maybe saying he that. wasn't expecting. And and I fully believe that he yeah. was. He, I don't think he lied to me. That's I just true. think it changed. Um, so that's that's where you're at. Uh, let's see Eastern Conference right now. Philadelphia Union got a draw, which basically brings them to 32 points and jumped the LA Galaxy in the overall standing. So the Galaxy now sit third in the Supporter Shield. Philadelphia Union sit One. tops in the East. Um, at 32 points. Montre- and one more game played for yeah. Philadelphia as well. Oh, yeah, they're at eight. Montreal mm-hmm. has 19 games played. Like, this, some of this stuff is crazy. It's wacky. Uh, Philadelphia Union, Montreal Impact, DC United, Atlanta United in fourth, New York Red Bulls in fifth, New York City FC in sixth, and Toronto in seventh. Toronto coming up for the LA Galaxy here shortly. Uh, Western Conference is LAFC at the top. They are six points ahead and played one less game than the LA Galaxy. Uh, LA Galaxy at 31 points, Seattle Sounders at 26, FC Dallas at 26, Houston. Houston now has been on a little bit of a slide. So as hot as Houston was and everybody said, oh, wait, they have a whole bunch of games, which, by the way, they still yeah. have two games uh, in hand on the LA Galaxy. Uh, but their points per game has come down to 1.6, the LA Galaxy at 1.82. So that seems to have st- slowed yeah. down. And they were the one team when they kept uh, you know, hovering around the top of the standings that just didn't seem like they were for real. And it seems like they're kind of falling in line, you know, I don't think they're going to fall out of a playoff spot, but I think they're they're probably not a top one or two or, or third place team. Yeah, everybody's mad at you, by the way, for making them upset about Polenta. That was the that, whole. Oh. That, yeah, they're they're yelling <laughs> they, at you in the chat. Don't room. believe me. Yeah, I was going to say Josh. Yeah, I'm just a guy. <laughs> 
Eric Eric will text me every once yeah. I'm like, what, what? I'm the guy is this who, happening? Oh, I was wrong on that. Okay. I'm, I'm the right. guy who saw Uriel Antuna's wife post something and said, he didn't travel. That's didn't me. Travel. He's a he's panic. And then I asked about it. <laughs> and, and then they yeah. yell at Josh. Then they yell at me. Yeah. So it's good times. So, so, yeah, don't listen to me. Um, schedule right now, the LA Galaxy have one game remaining in June. Then they head on over to July, July 4th against Toronto. Uh, Friday, July 12th against Earthquakes. So Earthquakes, Toronto, Earthquakes is how that goes. And then LAFC on Friday, July 19th. So get ready for that. Uh, and then also uh, Tuesday, July 23rd on my birthday. Uh, the team is punishing me by making me go cover a game that doesn't matter <laughs> against Club Tijuana in the, uh, in the League's Cup. The League's Cup. Whatever that is. Um, let's see. And then, to, uh, excuse me, Portland at the end of July. So uh, lots of games coming up. Some tough opponents as well. We'll see how the LA Galaxy uh, do and all that. All right. It's uh, it's Cali Classico time. I don't know if everybody is is ready for it. Are you ready for it, Hammer? I'm always ready. I, you know I did, uh, my, did my research. I'm ready to go. I got... I'm, re- I'm ready to roll. All right, then and here we go. Let's get ready for the uh, Cali Classico. Raise your hand if you are hella ready for the Cali Classico. This Saturday night, the Smurfs will once again cash in on their Southern California rivals by moving the game from the San Jose YMCA to Stanford Stadium in Palo Alto. The game is scheduled for 7 p.m. and the broadcast will be on Spectrum Sportsnet or your favorite illegal MLS stream. The Galaxy are led by Swedish national team legend Zlatan Ibrahimovic and will run up against a surging earthquake squad captained by Belgian national team hero Chris Wondolowski. You probably won't need to wait until after the game for the fireworks show because this edition of the Cali Classico adds some Argentine Super Classico flavor as this will be the first MLS meeting between managers Mateus Almeida and Guillermo Barra-Scalotto. Which one of these rivals will come out on top? To quote former LA Galaxy defender Yella Van Dam, California is Los Angeles. All right, there we go. A nice little calm intro. That was that was good. Was that calm? No, it wasn't. Uh, okay. I was, I was, that, was, that was me being sarcastic. I was going to say, I called Chris Wondolowski a Belgian. I thought that was, you know, yeah, I, 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 I had to fire my shots. I, I enjoyed all of your shots that were fired. <laughs> they were, I think everybody is. I mean, the, the re- reactions will come on, on on the chat room. It's always a little bit delayed for us. So, oh, you course. know, so I got I to set it in. Boom, mic drop. That's what <laughs> that's what's going on right now. Um, all right, the LA Galaxy getting ready to face off against the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, let's just be honest for a second. Uh, San Jose is not the crappy team. That yeah, they're the, hot right now. That was at the beginning of the year. Uh, San Jose also has a pretty dominant record whenever you look at what happens at Stanford Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to some players today, um, and basically I said, uh, you know, you know, what do you think? And they said, you know, crazy things happen uh, in the Cali Classico. There's, you know, late goals, which I think is yeah. correct. It's, it's, um, yeah, all, all, expect goals. I think that that's something you can expect. I think uh, both teams get amped up for this game. So um, whether they're they're new to the rivalry because there are a lot of new faces on, on the LA Galaxy. There's something when, when teams know who their rivals are, uh, they usually get up for these games. And I think given the manager's histories, I think they know who we, they know who each other are. And so they, they're going to want to uh, put their best, their best team forward on that night. Well, here, here's sort of the interesting stuff. Whenever you look at San Jose, they're undefeated in their last five. Uh, the Galaxy have won three of their last four. So, and three in a row on the road, they're actually looking for four in a row on the road at Stanford stadium. Uh, whenever you look at their record at Stanford stadium, one, four and two at Stanford stadium, only one win. Um, crazy things happened. We talked about last year, a 3-1 lead in the 25th minute of that game for <laughs> that the LA wild. Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and they ended up tying that game 3-3. This is also the game that has one of the weirdest moments in, in recent history uh, with Chris Wondolowski 
taking a penalty kick against David Bingham. Yeah. David Bingham saving said penalty kick, but the rebound was yeah. was knocked back. That, Chris Wondolowski sunk it. Goal. Yeah, Chris Wondolowski sunk it and then stood over and screamed at David Bingham <laughs> for reasons no one can comprehend. It's, it's because he's Chris Wondolowski. He's the worst. I just I can't. <laughs> there's there's one big thing. If he tries that again. In this particular game, he's going to be knocked down. Going to get checked because I, mean, I can't believe that these guys would rem- not remember that. Yeah, well, um, Bingham definitely remembers, and Bingham, who given his history in San Jose, um, you know, you, you can do a coin flip with some of his performances. You would hope that he gets up for this game. I, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, I think you're hoping that, that the LA Galaxy as a whole get up for this yeah. game. This is <laughs> this is one of those interesting ones. Um, yeah. So all that being said, the Galaxy overall all time 31, 22, and 15 in the Cali Classico. So a, a fairly dominant yep. record overall. over a ton of games. Whenever you look at this, um, Galaxy. Does this count their time in Houston or no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> good one. Yeah, you yeah. can't keep a team up there, can you? Uh, I know no, no one from San Jose listens. To this. I, I was going to say. I just have to, you know, keep disparaging them. Yeah, I understand. That's fine. Um, <laughs> whenever you look at it, you know, Chris Wondolowski has eight goals. Lautaro Ibrahimovic has eleven goals. Um, they have uh, Espinosa up there with seven assists so far, and yeah, I think he, he has two goals as yeah, well. He's, he's one I'd watch out for as a player to watch. He, he sort of seems like one of those guys. Here's the thing: San Jose totally started the first team lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. on Wednesday and they played on Wednesday night against the other San Jose team the Houston Dynamo um, so <laughs> it was it was San Jose versus San Jose um, that was a game I was pretty sure everybody was rooting for the Meteor as well yeah um, so team that, Velociraptor <laughs> as it goes um, so you so you look at all these things it's a Cali Classico it's a rivalry game trying to again we talk about betting the schedule right and so if you're a bet the schedule guy <laughs> Which, which I'm a big proponent of. You look at this and say, okay, the LA Galaxy don't win at Stanford Stadium, so that's certainly against them. But San Jose started a first-team lineup on Wednesday. They've had a whole bunch of time off, so maybe it doesn't affect them. But if the, if the schedule this year is held true, it tells you that teams that try to play back-to-back with the same lineup are going to have problems. And for me, San Jose is going out a little bit here. If you look again in that game against Houston, which, by the way, they fairly dominated in that yeah. game. If you watched it, it was 2 nothing. They did not pull any subs until the 88th minute. I think that's an important note. That That's a very important mm-hmm. note if I'm sort of looking at that. And you go back and look over their last two games that they played. And their last game they played, uh, at, besides the, the June 26th game, was actually on June 8th. So they had a yep. June 8th game, a 2-2 draw with FC Dallas in San Jose. Uh, they also had the Open Cup games. They played they did. Uh, Sacramento Republic and LAFC. They, they, they traveled down to... to Across town there. Yep, yep. But if you're looking at the MLS games, I'm, I was trying to go back far enough to see like how much their lineup has changed, oh, and yes, it's, yes. it's not. No, it's, it's yeah, not changing. I, I looked at the the Dallas game as well to to see their starters, and it's essentially the same the same starting team. Yeah. So I mean, you, you know, either Almeida doesn't trust his bench <laughs> at all, which if we know anything about the league's depth, that's that's, that's a problem. accurate. The that's, Galaxy have right. the same situation. They they do a lot, yeah. and that's why Guillermo waits so long mm-hmm. with his subs sometimes. Um, but if you're looking at talent on the field, the LA Galaxy clearly more talented. Yes. But again, fifty thousand plus. Um, the average, by the way, the last seven games played at Stanford Stadium because they always play. This is their big payday. Yeah. This is why they don't play That's why at Avaya. They're cashing in. They're cashing in fifty thousand <laughs> seven hundred, or excuse me, fifty thousand four hundred and twenty-four is the average over the last seven games okay. at Stanford Stadium. Um, it's an event. There was fifty thousand seven hundred and forty-three last year. Whenever Zlatan remarked afterwards, he says, "I've played in bigger places." <laughs> well, um, and and I think these are your Zlatan games and given that the fan base is probably not thrilled with them again even though Twitter's not real life I think this is the game these are the games he gets up for uh you know I, I think of Minnesota last year they said they're going to sell out their last game and he went on there and he put on a show uh, at Minnesota I think you tell him this is a rivalry game you tell him they're going in a bigger stadium and I think these are the games that Zlatan lives for so uh, it 
if you're a betting man, you bet the schedule and you bet on Zlatan doing some things. It's tough. It's tough. Here's the here's <laughs> here's the only reason that I hesitate is because it's a rivalry game. Yeah. You kind of have to throw everything, everything out, goes the, out window. the window. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, just the form, they didn't look great against Cincinnati. And so you think San Jose is playing so much better right now. They're kind of, they have the hot hand. And so if you didn't play well against Cincinnati, uh, how, how's that going to fare against a team at home with a home crowd, uh, you know, behind them? So that's where it's going to get tricky. But, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so, so the uh, the results are in for your your particular intro this time. Oh, see, um, I can't see the chat room. I'm scared. Yeah, I know it is. Um, you know, there's a lot of he probably could have done better. Uh, oh wow, not his best performance. No, there was none of that. It was all fire. <laughs> okay. It was like boom, oh, mic yeah, drop. My heart sunk right there. <laughs> um, you know, super fan Pam had to text me and said that was one of my favorites. So you know. <laughs> There's lots well, of te- there's lots of team hammer love again. Right I'm, now I'm blushing. See, yeah. I speak speak ill of Juninho and I earn them all back. And you get them all back. You <laughs> throw Juninho under a bus like an airport bus. I was going like, to say, I, know, just, I think I shouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah, that was I should have just moved on. That's how it is. So uh, that's what it is. The LA Galaxy get ready to face off against the San Jose Earthquakes coming up 7 p.m. kickoff times on Spectrum Sportsnet on Saturday, June 29th. Again, I will be up covering this game at Stanford Stadium. My first time to Stanford Stadium. Um, well, congrats. Or, or I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. We'll it's find a college out on Monday. football stadium. You know, so I'm excited that it's it's a different stadium I haven't yeah. been to. Um, I actually like Avaya in terms of sight lines and yeah. watching a game. It's a it's but a Stanford cool Stadium, one. like you said. You know, someone who follows college football, it's historic ground. It does. It's it's a, yeah. the the whole Palo Alto campus yeah. there for Stanford is pretty a cool place. So, yeah. uh, T- Tomas Hilliard, they could walk you around that. There we go. Campus. Maybe this is his Maybe game this, to shine. This is his chance. Yeah, this is his chance. <laughs> All right, again, LA Galaxy face off against San Jose Earthquakes in the first of the Cali Classicos on Saturday, June 29th. Spectrum Sportsnet, you will be blocked on ESPN Plus. Do not come whining. No. <laughs> I do not have a stream for you. Um, use a VPN like an adult. All right. I don't know what to tell you. So uh, June 29th, 7 p.m. kickoff time. All right. Uh, do you want to give a, a, a... Well, do you want 538? 538, Five, then, then your prediction. All right. 538 has San Jose 45%, LA Galaxy 33%, 22% for a draw. My heart says LA Galaxy win this one. But I, I think the way San Jose is playing, I'm predicting a 2-2 draw. Bet the schedule. Bet the schedule, the LA Galaxy win for Ooh, the second time at bold. Stanford Stadium. Well done. 3-2. It will be wacky. There's going to be some wackiness. I'm I'm guessing there's a red card in this game. I, I, I would. Yeah, that's a fair bet. There's a red card. If a prop bet, yeah. red card. Well, and, and that's what, when I was looking back, uh, you know, to get that exact yellow Van Dam quote, uh, and that game got a little a little hairy as well, a little dicey. So when you have uh, players who, who have physicality and have bravado and ego and you tell them it's a rivalry game and you tell them there's a packed house, uh, it would not surprise me if we saw a red card. Going to be fun. All right. Uh, this weekend kicks it off. And then, of course, the LA Galaxy get ready for the home game Thursday, July 4th, hosting Toronto FC, who should still be missing people as long as the United States actually advance <laughs> in the next one. So we'll see if that ends up holding out as well. Um, that would be, uh, I mean... Pozuelo's still on fire. Though. He is. You still have to watch out for he that. He is, but I mean, you know, if you don't have to deal with Michael Bradley and Josie Altor, you don't want to deal yeah. with Michael Bradley and Josie Altor. I mean, <laughs> that seems pretty honest. I yeah, I know there's good people analysis. who are always like, <laughs> I, I love I love the people who are always like, no, I want to play them at their best, man. I want to take no, you don't. You want to take them at their weakest. Get, yeah, give, you me, hope, you give hope. me the sick antelope. Yeah, that's exactly. what I want. I get, want the Velociraptor to to, to to get you. Go on a run here. <laughs> go on a run. That's what the LA Galaxy need yeah. to do because really, you're going to see people who stumble here in the next month, month and a half. It's 
too condensed for everybody. There's going to be stumbles, and, and you might see some of those top teams, especially LAFC, who has just a ridiculously packed yeah. schedule. This yeah. is why you didn't want to win the U.S. Open Cup. Might yeah. be the stumbling block for LAFC. Um, certainly something to watch as that comes down. All right. Uh, anything else? You, you, you gave your prediction. I gave my prediction. We're good. 538, everything. We're good? We're, we're beautiful. We're good to go. I, I just wanted to make sure before we go. All right. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also listen to me on the Guys in Shorts podcast. You can find them at Guys in Shorts Pod. And you can also follow me on Instagram with the professional foul. That's at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can buy scarves, you can buy stickers, you can buy all sorts of stun- fun stuff there. Also, get updated with Larry Morgan's recent training schedule right there. Uh, definitely want to go to the training and read all that and sort of see what Larry wanted to put out there. Some great quotes about Fabio Alvarez, about the game, everything else. So a lot of really good stuff there. All right, I think that about does it again. If you're having, traveling up to San Jose, just safe trip. Be safe, be smart while you're there. I will be up there in the press box covering the game, so if you have any questions you want me to ask players, make sure you hit me up before the end of the game. All right, for Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.